Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Lindsay Metzelar. She is the host of the podcast, We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to talk to Lindsay. We're going to talk all things dating, relationships. We have so many questions. It's going to be so fun. Thanks for being here, Lindsay. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me. And that was amazing pronunciation, by the way. <laughs> Thank yes. you. I said it a few times before we started. Yeah. I wanted to get it right. <laughs> Nailed it guys thank you thank you i'm feeling really good about myself now (laughs) now we can do the show Lindsay, go ahead introduce yourself tell us about you who you are where you're from and how old you are totally so i'm 29 oh oh my god i'm 30 i was gonna say no you're not because i just saw your instagram post (laughs) this is so crazy this is like officially the first time i've said i'm 30 on a podcast oh okay we're so happy what if i just like kept lying like into the whole year. I was just like, yeah, I'm 29. Like, yeah. 29. Um, I'm 30 years old. Pretty nuts. And I'm from New York City and I host a podcast about dating called We Met at Acme. How does being 30 feel? It feels good. Apparently I'm in denial about it, but I didn't realize that until just now. Um, But it feels really good, actually. It's like definitely older. Like when I turned 20, it was nothing to me. You know, like it wasn't that different than like 19. But 30 feels much different than any year in my 20s. So it feels good. Oh, good to know. She is glowing. Glowing. How old are you guys? I'm 25. Brenda's 24. 24. Love it. Yeah, I feel like there's so much pressure. Obviously, roaring 20s, we talk a lot about age and like how we're all on different ends of the spectrum and life is different. And although people have certain expectations, like there really is no one way to go about things. But I feel like there is a lot of pressure, you know, building up to 30 in terms of career, relationship, all that stuff. So good to hear that things are going well. Yeah, Yeah, you guys have plenty of time. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so Lindsay, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, how did you start We Met at Acme and what was kind of the inspiration for the show? Yeah, so I started We Met at Acme three years ago. Actually, is it three years today? No, three years ago. Like it'll be three years in a few weeks from today. And I did it when I was 27. I had just turned 27. And I was kind of like blindsided by a breakup and it was very confusing. And I had thought that I was like the person in my group of friends that everyone went to for dating advice. But obviously I didn't know as much as I thought I knew if I found myself in that situation. So I had to like reevaluate and take a step back. And I was like, maybe I just don't know that much about dating and maybe I need to learn about dating. And I was working in social media at the time. So I was like, maybe I can just record this and see who else wants to like follow along and, and listen to this. And at the time there were no dating podcasts. So I was like, let's see how this goes. And I put it out there and I have like only like a thousand followers per like on my personal account when I put it out. But for some reason, people started listening to it and then it kind of like gained momentum. And I, and I was like, oh, cool. Because I was always so interested in like dating people's dating lives. Oh, and, you know, it's like I, if someone breaks up, I don't need to know them, but I need to know why they broke up. 
you know? hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like also like just dating in general, like everybody has so many questions mm-hmm. around it. So like, I think it's something that people want to talk about, but sometimes it's like hesitant because it's like, how's it going to come off or who's going to judge me or totally. blah, blah, blah. But having a show to go to, to be like, this is what we talk about here. Yeah. I'm sure it's like, oh my God, I feel so much less alone. Yeah. Totally. I feel like that, that really is a, a big piece of our mission. Or it is our mission to make people feel less alone because in this world, we, we try so hard to like put up this perfect front right like oh everything's going really well but the thing that people are most interested in and we find that with every episode we release with every person we connect with that like people want to know the real and the raw and they want to know when things don't feel like they go right or what you learn from an experience that you thought was going to go a different way like that's the stuff that really makes us feel most connected so it's just so fascinating this has absolutely nothing to do with relationships (laughs) but this has to do with what you created with your project that's now has a really loyal following what do you feel like was the turning point in in terms of like your growth with We Met at Acme and with your platform in general and what kind of kept you going from before you had such a loyal following? Personal mm-hmm. selfish question. <laughs> no, I mean, I it really goes back to what we were just talking about. I honestly, like, I'm just so curious about people's dating lives. And it was this excuse to ask, mm-hmm. like, pretty much inappropriate questions to people yeah. about their lives and yeah. find out things. And that was so entertaining to me. And I was so passionate about doing that, yeah. that I just kept going. And I also knew, like, I have a pretty big, like, network of friends, just like being a Libra. Like, I want to know both of your signs, by the way. And I just knew that if I asked a friend for a favor to, you know, get one of their friends who had a bunch of followers on the podcast, that like, it would happen because I've done favors for people in the past. And I was like, if, you know, I need to do those things, like, I'll do them. Like, I was not afraid to kind of like annoy people and be persistent. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely crucial when you have a podcast. Yeah, for sure. And I think also like having that, especially that you had such a deep interest in in your project, I think plays such a huge role because it feels less like work and just like fun um, along the way. And that's what I love about podcasting too, is that you really get to ask people just like inappropriate deep questions about their life that you would never ask someone the first time you're meeting them. Exactly. It's amazing. So before we get into the nitty gritty of the dating, Lindsay, so you, when you started the podcast, you had just had a breakup. So you were single when you started it and now you have a boyfriend. How has that like influenced the trajectory of the show? What was that? What was like dating for you like when you were learning about dating with your show publicly? Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then we'll get into the nitty gritty. I, yeah, I was single when I started the show. And so it kind of began as like my, my dating journey as opposed like I had guests but it was very much like I went on a date last night and like here's what they did and here's what I did and so I was telling you know the people that were listening about what dating was like in my personal firsthand experience. So it started out as like a firsthand dating account. And that was like a little difficult, especially because, you know, people I was going out on dates with would be like, is this going to be on your podcast? And I'd be like, definitely not. (laughs) The next day I'd be like, so I went on this date and like their name was John and you're 27. Yeah. Like 27. Like, this is what their butt looks like. And I, you know, it was 
like there was like no filter at all. It started off really, you know, raw. And then as it got like more developed, I was really just focusing more on like my guests dating life and like giving my tidbits here and there. But because it started the way that it did, I think my listeners got to like grow with me on my relationship journey. And there were there were other moments where like I was dating someone in the podcast um, and on the podcast. But I think now like I'm more like confident and settled in in this relationship and like we live together. And so I think now it's more like when I talk about my dating stuff, it's more or like, here's how to make a current relationship work as opposed to like, here's how to be single. But I still make sure that we talk about that stuff as well. So it's just like, it's growing with like my actual life itself. I love yeah. that. And just so you know, Lindsay, Brenda is has been in a long-term relationship for nine years. Really long time. Holy. Yeah. And I was in a four-year relationship in which we lived together, had a dog together, and that relationship just ended a few months ago. So I'm from freshly back on the dating scene. So our questions are going to be very interesting yeah. and different because it's, it's, it's there's just our situations are so different. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about both of those spectrums. Yeah. Have you spoken about why you guys broke up? Well, very vaguely, like I have obviously you know, mentioned bits and pieces of it here and there on the show because it very much colors my experience and my view of things now. But I feel like, you know, laying it all out would just not be the right thing to do. And even though I don't have much respect for him, I do want to respect his privacy. But of course, like, you know, it really does color my experience. So our audience knows bits and pieces of it and I'm sure we'll find out more as I just talk about other things moving forward. But I think the helpful thing to say is that at the time I was very, you know, shocked and upset by it, especially the way that he handled it. And now I'm so grateful for it and can see things so much more clearly. Um, So for anyone struggling with a breakup, I promise you it's for the better and you're going to be able to see that soon and you're going to look back and say, oh my God, thank God, because that's where I'm at. Yeah. And what are your, both you and Brenda, what are your signs? I'm a Leo. And I'm an Aquarius, so I don't know too much about I'm all these big things. into astrology, Brenda. Yeah, so Julia's like told me all these things, but you said I don't fully align with every aspect of being an Aquarius. Like something you know about a the lot emotional of Aquarius aspect. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of times Aquarius are more like not so like upfront about like talking about things. And Brenda is like, I need to talk about everything, I wear everything until it's here. like literally <laughs> dug into the ground. I love that. I also love that you guys are opposite signs. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It provides a lot of different things. <laughs> so let's dive into dating apps. Yeah. What are your thoughts on dating apps? And well, I, let's start there and then I have follow-ups. <laughs> okay. I think dating apps are great. I think that everyone should be on a dating app if they're single. I think everyone who is single, who you would like meet at a bar pre-COVID is on a dating app. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason not to be. Like at this point, there's no stigma attached to it. Totally true. Um, If we're breaking down like what apps, I'm personally a fan of Hinge. I think that 
it's like the most legit app. So those are my thoughts. Which ones are you on? I'm just on Hinge as of now. And here's my follow-up question. So um, I have people in my inbox wanting to connect, saying hello. And I just don't have the one. It's not that I don't know how to respond. It's have no want to respond to these You just want it to happen, like magically. Yeah. (laughs) That is why you should respond and not take it too seriously. And honestly, just like almost like fuck with them. Like be like, like if someone's like, hey, like Julia, like you look so nice. Be like, no, you look nice. Like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like just be ridiculous and don't take it seriously. And then like, it's fun. But if you are going through every single person being like, hey, how was your day? Like my day was really good. Like that's so boring. boring. Right. That's what I don't want to do. I'm like, I have no want to make small talk with people that I don't know. Just be like, what's your favorite cured meat? Like, just like ask a random and, question that and like- that's an important question to me. That's exactly. important. Like, may, like maybe you need to ask if they, like what their favorite food is at like an Indian restaurant, like whatever it is. Like, I love that. This is good advice. Don't stay in the lines because that will be boring for you, especially when there's like a high volume of people reaching out. Yeah, that is really, really good advice. Yeah. Oh, and people are going to walk away with before, that Before, okay, so I obviously am not on dating apps, but I feel like something that comes up with our friends a lot is like, oh, well, you know, you're you're literally judging someone based on their appearance, maybe questions and stuff. I think Hinge has that. Wow, I sound literally like a grandparent. How do, how do we connect on pe- with people or how do others beyond myself connect with people um, when you can feel shallow, like judging them based off of their appearance at first? Well, I think especially with like, if you're looking for a guy on a dating, if you're a girl looking for guys on a dating app, like you have to understand that guys don't look good in photos. Like they can't horrible no actually horrific like Like, i don't know one man that's not like a model that doesn't that knows how to take i feel like they all just like sure like make this like also like they can't wear makeup you know like they don't have that like added thing they just they don't look good in photos so like you have to take that in and realize that like let's say height's important to you like if they're over six feet just go on the date like it doesn't really matter you know and then like you'll decide in person if they're cute. But like, even like, I don't know, there's so many circumstances. Like if you're like, oh, well, they're not like hideous, then go out on the date because like, they're probably cute, you know? Like it's so true. Yeah. Or their personality is going to make them cute. Exactly. And like personality is the only thing that like matters at the end of the day, honestly. Absolutely. So true. Okay. Speaking of going out on the date. Yeah. I feel like that's like a big anxiety point for people. Do you have any tips for like actually going from the app to the actual date? Getting yourself there? Yes. So you mean like physically? Yeah. Like physically because you're ang- you've said yes to the date. Yeah. Mm. You have a plan, but now you're like freaking out. Yeah. Like, do I go? What's going to happen? Right. <laughs> mm. Do I cancel it right now? You have to have a pep talk with yourself. And you have to be like, okay, Lindsay, you don't need to freak out. You have zero expectations. Imagine this is going to be, you know, someone that you'll have a few like basic conversations with and leave. Like, that's it. Go in with zero expectations. In this pep talk with yourself, say that like you're making a new friend. Like you're not even going in it for romantic reasons. Mm, You're just like making a new friend tonight or not. And that's it. 
And if you think of it as like this big thing, you tell your friends, like I'm going out with Joey at eight. Like, yeah. <laughs> like then you're making it a big thing. You're putting this person on a pedestal. Like tell one friend or like your roommate, like, hey, I'm going out with this guy and don't make it a big deal. Zero expectations. If it goes well, great. If it doesn't, you already knew that it wasn't going to. I love that. No, that's great advice. I think with expectations in general in any aspect, like that is where we kind of sort of can set ourselves up for disappointment because in reality, like you really don't know this person. So by assuming it's going to go one way or another, like you could be totally wrong. And yeah. And then it is, and then it does allow for more fun too, because then it's not like, okay, I'm sitting here trying to impress this person looking like this perfect like version of myself or whatever. And it's just like, oh, like here's a person I'm going to have a conversation with. Just like you would talk to someone at a bar without any ex expectation and then like take it from there right and also probably with practice is with anything like I'm sure you get yeah you get more comfortable in new situations like that yeah um kind of yeah and kind of going off of that I feel like ghosting is so common so often people are like okay well that person fell off the face of the earth why do you think this happens and how can people not take this so personally you know not internalize it as oh something was extremely wrong with me yeah well ghosting happens because people don't want to have confrontation or like be vulnerable mm-hmm. and say like, Hey, I didn't feel a connection or just tell you like what the real reason is. And because people are assholes. <laughs> and so like, you can't take ghosting personally, but what you can take from it is that that person sucked and they weren't for you to begin with. Yeah, um, and if you're the that. ghoster, like, you know exactly why you're ghosting them. And, you know, it's usually the same reason that they're ghosting you. And so, like, I'm so passionate about not ghosting. Like, we have a highlight on our Instagram about, like, text to send instead of ghosting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so easy to just send, like, a two-second text being like, hey, didn't feel a connection. Like, you're great. But, like, a lot of people don't have the balls to say that. Like, girl, and guys and that's why ghosting continues to happen yeah yeah and And it's like so simple and I feel like it makes your own life easier when you're just like up front hey like hey I it was really nice meeting you I didn't you know I didn't feel a connection like hopefully I'll like see you around and like then it's like you don't have to think about it being like oh shit never texted that guy back like probably feel bad is he gonna text me like waiting for him to like show up on your phone again and then you have to not answer again like it just seems like it's simpler definitely I think it's also because we're afraid like we are uh, already know that rejection to any capacity doesn't feel great so maybe it's like also the flip side imagining rejecting someone else and how that they yeah. internalize that so I think it's a lot of it could be more simple than that yeah definitely let's talk about Instagram <laughs> and um stalking people on Instagram should we refrain from doing the deep Instagram dive after the first date or the first couple like should we refrain or should we totally go in and like look at all his ex-girlfriend's pictures <laughs> so part of me wants to say yeah let's let's refrain and then the other part of me knows that there will absolutely be no refraining <laughs> there's no refraining like at all my boyfriend actually doesn't have instagram but <gasps> i'm pretty sure i did that with his facebook after our date like i was just like looking for anything to stalk it's just like the way that we are and i i know that guys do it too like i don't care what they say and it's just like what we want to do like let us do the stalking. We didn't have these like 
means to do this back in the day when our parents were dating. It's just what we have and like we're using what we have and what we have to go off of and like we want to know what their ex looked like and what, you know, if it were me, like what when their ex's birthday was, which I actually legit found out like before my first date, I think, with my boyfriend. That's <laughs> right hilarious. You have to know what you're walking into. Yeah, yeah. iconic. <laughs> I do look up everybody's side. You're, you really yeah. love that. And then I'm like, oh, what's your birthday? And then they're like, my birthday. And I'm like, oh, so oh, you're, I had no idea. you're curious? Yeah, <laughs> I just learned that about you. I did not believe that. I not believe that I know so everything cool. about your side. Uh-huh. I feel like there are so many unspoken rules. You know, you, literally forever ago, I remember I read in literally a magazine, I'm not kidding, that it said, wait four minutes to text someone back. This was possibly eight years ago. But in what, terms like of- 17 magazine? Yes, by like 17 magazine with a little quiz of like, <laughs> is Zac Efron for you or not? Yes. Um, but in terms of unspoken rules, what's your take on that? Do with they- texting. With texting. Yeah, with texting. Do you think mm. it, they apply? Does it not matter? Does it depend? I think with the right person, it probably doesn't matter. But I mean, I would like, I wouldn't respond to a text right away unless you're official mm-hmm. in which case like text them a million times in a row who cares <laughs> but I think when you're in the gray area like you're not texting back right away but honestly just because hopefully you're busy and you have a life but if for some reason you are on your phone when they text and like you do see it right away like you should probably still wait a little bit you, you have yeah you don't want to be hanging on to in yeah. your phone <laughs> waiting for them to answer what about like texting first as a girl like mm-hmm. let's say you're talking to someone they they text you first all the time and then like that day they haven't texted you yet do you text first do you not text what's the i would only text first if I had something funny to say that was like an inside joke that we had about like let's say like we hadn't spoken that day but like they usually initiate every text and then like I was walking by a painting that we always like make fun of when we walk by then I would like send them the painting but I wouldn't be like hey like haven't heard from you (laughs) yeah (laughs) really cute Totally. I know that makes sense. Obviously, we love vulnerability to every single capacity. Part of our mission, we think it's important, ultimate connector. But when it comes to vulnerability in dating, we live in a generation of suppressing and not expressing, which is something you've said. And it's so true. So like how, I think in our minds often as women, we're like, okay, well, I, I want to be interested, but maybe not too interested. Or I want to, you know, be vulnerable, but not like give too much away where I might seem crazy or be misinterpreted or whatever. So how can we be vulnerable, but not scare people away by seeming like we're moving too fast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first you have to watch this Ted talk. It's by Brene Brown. And- oh. It's called the power of vulnerability. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen it 700 times. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, it's so true. Like, if you're confident in your vulnerability as opposed to like you're being vulnerable because you're like insecure and you're doubting yourself, like, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference between the two. And like, if you know who you are and you have self esteem, then being vulnerable isn't scary because you're just like, here's how I feel. Like, let me know if you can meet me there. And if they can't, you're like, okay, I still know I'm like great, you know? But if you're using the relationship or like something like that to define how you feel about yourself, then it gets dangerous and like becomes scary. So I feel like you just have to be able to recognize and like decipher between the two. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's really good advice. What about when it comes to defining a relationship? Mm. Where does that conversation start? What are the do's and don'ts? Mm. Yeah, let's start there. Yeah. And so I just did a TikTok on this. I was going to say, I think you just did a TikTok (laughs) on it. So she's ready to go. I'm so ready to go. Don't ask, what are we? Don't. Never. Don't say we need to talk. That's like so horrifying. (laughs) Don't force them into like an answer right away. And don't tell them it's like about you not wanting them to be with other people because it's not about like any of that stuff. You just want to know that you are on the same page as this person. So what makes the best conversation of these, which by the way, I don't like these conversations at all. And I feel like if you have to have them, that's a red flag in itself. I totally do. Then I would say something like, I like you. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. How do you feel? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Instead of like, we need to have a title, like I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Like all of a sudden you're so mm-hmm. upset. Like, yeah. you know, it's just so irrational as opposed to literally just being like, here's how I'm feeling. Like, how are you feeling? Yeah. More of like a back and forth conversation. I completely agree. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think it puts a lot less like pressure and like yeah. emotional On intensity. Both people. Absolutely. And then it, yeah, it puts a lot less intensity. And I think right. meeting people with a calm demeanor to it an extent and more like logical and rational is is easier to meet and actually yeah you get somewhere in the conversation. Like you're pinned down, you need to answer a question yeah. now that you weren't prepared to exactly. answer. Totally. You also talk, wow, this is like what we're talking about with like firing questions off. <laughs> you have a lot of asking, questions. It's like, it's like a test. It's a test. Uh, <laughs> you talk a lot about therapy and couples therapy as well. So how can we start to kind of remove the shame around that? And why do you think it's so important to successful relationships? I think that it's so important to work on yourself and for any relationship, you both have to be putting in the effort to like better yourself and to grow and to learn. So I think it's important for that reason. I also think it's important, like forget relationships just for personal growth. And then couples therapy, I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's always necessary, Mm -hmm. but I think if you have issues communicating with your partner, it's great. And it's a great way to like get you guys on the same page. And I actually think couples should do it like before marriage as opposed to after marriage. Totally. Um, again, like if there are communication issues, if there are no communication issues, that's awesome. And like, I don't, I'm not saying like you have to go to therapy. I'm just right. saying that therapy is an amazing tool and resource that there should not be a stigma attached to. Totally. And how, yeah. how would you approach a conversation with a partner about like uh, someone who's resistant or like reluctant or doesn't think mm-hmm. it's necessary? Like, how would you kind of go about presenting that? Well, that one's tough. I've been in a situation in the past with a partner who, who refused to go to therapy. Um, but the reason I wanted them to go to therapy was like not just because of things in our relationship it was like things that I knew that they needed help overcoming so I think if you like you if you present to them reasons that it'll help them and you genuinely think it's like necessary and they won't go and then like that also affects your relationship that's really bad but like if you just want them to go to therapy because like you think therapy's cool and like you want them to be more woke and like they don't want to go then that's fine but like if you see something affecting them and like like if they like family trauma that they've never dealt with and then they refuse to deal with it and like refuse to go to therapy then that probably like a bigger sign of, of like an issue, I would say. Yeah. 
Wow, I know I I know someone like that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we all. Huh. <laughs> I'll ask a question for Brenda. Do you have any tips or like fun advice for people that have been in long-term mm. relationships about keeping things fun, exciting, fresh? Totally. Well, I actually have a highlight about this on my Instagram, so you should check it out, Brenda, after this. But I would say just like, you know, keep a date night, like at least once, maybe twice a week, do things that like you've never done before together. Maybe it's like hiking, maybe it's I don't even know, like some sort of socially distant activity that you can do, (laughs) like spice things up in the bedroom, like maybe watch porn together or like discuss like your secret fantasies if you haven't yet. And just like, I don't know, like keep discovering, exploring each other and don't get complacent. Yeah. Don't get complacent. Yeah. Make sure, like, check in with one another and make sure you're not just, like, staying in it because, like, you've always been in it and, like, make sure that there are things that, like, you have talked about and yeah. get deep. Like, make sure you've gotten to all those conversations that, you know, you get to after nine years of being together. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It's such no, a no. time. Like, respect. No. <laughs> it's such a long time. Thank you. But yeah, I have to say that something that has been super, super helpful is difficult conversations are hard, but I think even literally just putting it out there and I've said the words like, listen, I don't want us, we're very happy, but like, I want to make sure you've considered that, you know, you're not in this because you're comfortable and that I'm not in this because I'm comfortable. Like, I love you. And, you know, having those conversations and I think that like putting it all out there and not allowing for room for anything to go like under the radar or whatever is important. Like Julia knows I've asked myself every question under the sun (laughs) Um, because to be quite frank, like it does feel different from most people around me to be in such a long-term relationship and of course even people who don't know my boyfriend have been like you know like are you sure like don't you want to experience other people and the reality is I do know what I what I know but I also feel like in the least like rude way like if if there's this thing that people are searching for and this thing that we're looking for and I feel like I have a lot of that you know why I don't know how to describe it like I feel like like why yeah, like if I would have broke like don't fix it yes, like exactly you're it's, mm-hmm. it's hard for sure to like yeah. not feel judged by the idea of you know yeah. exploring all these other options and all that yeah stuff. like if you were uncertain in your relationship that would be one thing but if you're happy and like you don't look to the left and to the right and you're just yeah. like you know focused and you're happy with your partner like that's all that matters there's yeah. not it's not like you're missing out on anything if you've already found what like everyone's looking for right yeah actually yeah and I feel like most of the time that you ever question anything is because of like not what's actually going on in your yeah. relationship but like a judgment from an outside source mm-hmm. and like no matter what the heck you're doing people are gonna have their judgments Absolutely. on you if you're dating if you're sleeping around if you're in a long-term it's relationship so for nine years everyone's gonna have an opinion one way or the other so yeah being you know it's just not worth it right I want to switch gears to breakups Mm. what are your like top few tips for moving on after a breakup Mm. I also have a TikTok about this so check it out um (laughs) so much good content (laughs) so much my number one tip is um to get over someone you have to get under someone else, which we all know. So whether that's like a friend with benefits or um, like just a random hookup, get 
you know, do all that. I also think it's really important to like feel your feelings because if you try to ignore them, then they're going to creep up on you and you're going to like have one bad date and then like be screaming, crying. And you're going to be like, how did this happen? I'm so confused. So feel the feelings. And I think you should make a list of what wasn't working in your relationship. So you can go back to it whenever you're like only thinking about the good and be like, oh wait, I was actually miserable because of X, Y, and Z. And I think you need to like, unsubscribe, mute, unfollow, like no point in staying in communication with this person. Like it sucks. It sucks that like you could talk to someone every day for like four years and then never again, but like that's the way it works. And that's how it goes. So you kind of have to accept that. And also um, therapy always helps. I love all of those. Yeah, no, those are really strong tips. And I think in terms of the list, I feel like right away, like even for you, like right away, you might not know all of the answers, but to continue Mm -hmm. to like keep a list of those things over time probably is helpful. Because I feel like even you uncovered so much as time went on. So much. Like your answer answer today is far different than it was obviously in the moment. So um, that's so important. And kind of based on what you said with therapy after a breakup, I feel like people do, like there are things I say to Julie, I'm like, hmm, where's that coming from? Um, That you might carry on based like after a breakup. Um, So what are your tips on how to not bring issues from an old relationship to a new relationship? Yeah, it's so hard because we always do it. Yeah. Um, but you have to like, that's like being like in your emotions and not in the facts. And like, we have to focus on the facts. Like if you're going into your relationship paranoid about like them cheating because you got cheated on the last one, like you have to go into it with like a clean slate for them. Like mm-hmm. they're, the facts are that like, they're not cheating. Like they don't have a history of cheating. They don't want to hurt you. Like you have to really like have those conversations with yourself and like get yourself back into like the actual facts as opposed to like the things that you think in your head and that you're coming up with and also like be honest and again like vulnerable with your new partner and be like hey in my last relationship like they you know were mad at me every time I like snored so I'm really nervous about snoring or like whatever it is you know like have that open conversation and then your new partner will hopefully be like really sweet and sensitive about that for you and make you feel better about it yeah it's so important I think especially like the cheating thing I've seen so many people like self sabotage Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's such a hard thing for people to move on past because so often people put that on themselves like they cheated because there was something wrong with me when really that's usually not the truth Mm -hmm. at all and I've seen so many people like bring specifically that aspect into new relationships and then you know sabotage it before it can even start because they're like well they're just gonna cheat on me Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it's like no, like not everyone is the same person and it's and it's not fair to like assume. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh Lindsay, thank you so much for answering our rapid fire <laughs> question. I love your question. Literally oh, rapid fire. We just have a couple questions before we let you go. For you, do you have any daily practices, rituals, routines, just things that you do every day that help you set up for success? I try to keep like a mental list of gratitude and just like things that I'm grateful for. And it helps me not be like 
in my like ego or like in my head about anything. Um, so I find that that is really important and yeah. And just like doing something of service every day, like even just something small, like, you know, bringing my doorman, like something I baked, like whatever oh, it is. So That's sweet. like a very New York thing. So yeah. Um, I love that. I love and that. And this isn't a question we usually ask, but I'm just thinking about it since you share so much insight and, you know, expertise in, in the dating world and all that stuff with your audience. What's something, maybe there's nothing, but what's something that you feel like your audience doesn't know about you or something new that's come up recently? Hmm, that's a good question. I have like a weird thing. My boyfriend's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> now you have to tell us? I'm sure it's just like a girl thing. I literally like, it's it's actually kind of gross. It's like, it's like that Lindsay Lohan and me girls which is like I've had breath in the morning I literally <laughs> yeah. like never shave my legs fun really? fact really <laughs> but it's I'm just not hairy like I'm like a chihuahua honestly wow. that's what a gift that's amazing we actually talk oh, about I mean that. they're they are hairy but <laughs> But like, yeah, but not terrible. We talked about, we're like, we actually, a segment of our, one of our episodes in the past somehow ended up about being about shaving your legs. We talked about the first time that we shaved our legs and we both realized- like The first time that you had to tell your mom that you shaved yeah. your legs for the first time. And also both of our moms told us not to shave the upper half of our legs. Same, same what? what is this? that? Like why? I still don't shave it. I only shave the top. <laughs> I shave it like once a month, if that. No, I never shave the top, only the bottom. Them. What oh, is that wow. though? Like, why were we? Why That's was that so random? I don't know, but they were correct because, <laughs> like, mom. now I have like less hair up there because I never shaved it. Moms, no, they really do. We should no. do a whole podcast about just asking people what it was like the first time <laughs> that, be that they question. shaved their legs. Wow, incredible. Yeah. I that's good. That's that is good. We're, okay, we're gonna get that. I would listen to that. Well, Lindsay, if you could tell your twenties-year-old self one thing about dating, what would it be? Honestly, just to not take it so seriously and like stop thinking about where something's gonna go right away. Like if you're feeling it in that moment, you're having fun, do it. If it's not fun, don't stay in it. Like get like you're in your twenties. Like you have no obligation to get married tomorrow. So just enjoy. Love it. Love. And our last question is where can people find you if they want to connect with you, listen to you, all yeah, that. Pimp out the show, pimp out the Instagram. Yeah. You can follow me at We Met at Acme on Instagram or my personal, which is Lynn's Metz, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z and check out the podcast. Yes. Everyone go check it out. Lindsay's amazing. All her TikToks are incredible. Yes. You're going to love her Instagram. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is awesome. Of course. Of course. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.